I'm so excited to talk to you guys about today's sponsor, Pros. Pros is the custom beauty brand that is all over your feed. I had been wanting to try them for so long. And when I tell you guys that I put on my Instagram story that they were going to be sponsoring the podcast, I got so many genuine organic responses from my following of people being like, oh my God, I love Pros. I've been using it for years. So don't even just take it from me, but take it from the genuine people that reached out agreeing with me about how much they love Pros. And when Pros says custom, they actually mean it. Each and every bottle of Pros custom hair and skincare is made to order and personalized with a unique blend of naturally powerful and proven effective ingredients to meet your needs. Their in-depth consultation analyzes over 80 factors for a complete view of your life and beauty goals. One of the coolest parts of the questionnaire that I thought was they literally asked me about my location and my zip code so that they could understand how hard the water is here, what the UV index is like, if it's cold, if it's dry, and all of that goes into these truly personalized products. Pros even did a third-party, double-blind, dermatologist-supervised controlled clinical study, aka the gold standard in research studies, and Pros proved that personalization works better than off-the-shelf alternatives. So try it for yourself and get your healthiest hair in 30 days or your money back. Pros is so confident that you'll love your results that they're offering the Artie Friends listeners an exclusive trial offer so that you can see the difference custom care can make. 50% off your first subscription order at pros, P-R-O-S-E dot com slash Artie Friends. That's pros.com slash Artie Friends for your free consultation and 50% off your one-of-a-kind formulas. Pros.com slash Artie Friends. Welcome back to another episode of Already Friends. This is Kara. And this is Allison. Thanks for joining us today. We are so pumped. Back in the studio. It's been almost a month. What the heck? Yeah. And since we've had an episode of just us two, like catching up on life, like there's been so much like planning and navigating and things going on. And so we are excited today to bring you more of our our laid back style episode. Let you know what we've been up to, the daily goodness, our routines, our Mm -hmm. trips, hanging out, all that good stuff. And then we have an awesome topic for you too that could not tie in more perfectly with everything that's been going on. Would you like to tell us? Yeah. So after we catch up today, which is a long overdue because me and Allison have not seen each other in three weeks, our previous three episodes were pre-recorded. We are going to talk about confidence and how to live a confident life, our tips for being confident and just like talking about it in general, because like we'll say later on, the first step to being more confident is being self-aware at what stage of confidence you're at. So we'll talk all about that soon. But first, Allison... Just got back. The most amazing trip ever. And I need to hear all about it because we haven't even caught up in real life at all. (laughs) It was a really good trip. I love that you even just said trip there because so many people were like, oh my gosh, how was your vacation? And I was like, no, 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 sis. I don't take vacations. This was not a vacation. I was not just sitting there, feet kicked up. I was working and hustling the whole time. Like Mm -hmm. it was a work trip. Yeah. I feel like a lot of people think like, oh, because I went to the desert. I was just like sitting there meditating by myself in the desert with like no phone. I wish, I mean, that sounds really delightful, but Mm -hmm. um, no, with the current life I have, I don't really have the time or desire to go sit there for 10 days. Which is sometimes what you need. Yeah, it is. I did that last 
fall. Like last fall, I mm-hmm. needed that. But I feel like I'm just in such a better headspace and a totally different person than I was six months ago that I don't know. I was super down for like this being an awesome trip. But so what did I do? Where did I go? Um, I did a 10 day road trip driving my car by myself. And I was originally going to take peaches, but it was super ironic. My mom was coming back from her two week road trip to the West. And she was like, Hey, like I'll be getting back into town tonight. Like I can watch peaches while you're gone. And I was like, wait, wait, wait where are you going to be in like four hours from now? And she was like, Grand Island. I was like, literally same. So I like, we met at this random gas station and no joke. We like pulled into the gas station within 20 seconds of each other, like saw each other getting off the interstate, pulling in. And I just like handed her peaches and we we tagged team and she had a great trip. So I feel like she just like passed along the travel torch and gave me all (laughs) the good luck and good juju. And then like, I went off on mine. So crazy. Definitely like mother, like daughter situation there. That is so crazy. That worked out so well. Isn't that so bizarre? We did not plan that. (laughs) Hadn't talked to her in like two weeks. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I drove um, all the way across Nebraska. Um, Part of the interstate was closed in Colorado. So I ended up going up to Cheyenne, Wyoming, which I definitely need to make a TikTok. I recorded all these videos of Cheyenne. Don't sleep on Cheyenne. It's a really cute town. Have you been? No, I love Wyoming though. It's like low-key trendy and cute. Oh my gosh, I love that. That's my list. Yeah, I really liked it. I had been one other time because I had family there. But anyway, yeah, so Cheyenne's super cute. Then I had to go to the Ghost Grocery in Provo, Utah. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. have ended up going if the interstate wasn't closed in Colorado and I hadn't gone up. So that's definitely Whoa. life just like, you know, going with the flow because then I was able to pass through Provo and was like, well, I'm not going to go to. Provo without stopping at Ghost Grocery. If you guys don't know Ghost Grocery, Indy Blue, one of our favorite queens. We are manifesting having her on the podcast at some point in time. But yeah, if anyone knows her, get us her email. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Please help us out. Um, yeah. So I went to her like physical store, which is kind of like a mock grocery store. It was super For her cool. clothing brand. For her Lola clothing goes. brand. Yes. And it was very inspiring to me as someone who has like a more like concept style store. I feel like I need to start calling New Wave like a concept because it is more mm-hmm. of a concept than just a store. But I Ghost Grocery is also definitely like a concept rather than just a store. Right. You know? And I feel like that is the future of retail. Sorry, it's totally diverting here. But like, I feel like if you are a brick and mortar and you want to survive against online, like you have to be like a concept and like an experience. Yeah. No, do you want to clarify what you mean by that? Because I think that's really interesting. Like a concept versus like a store. Yeah. Cause I feel like a store, you just go in and like buy things, make purchase. Like it's not like necessarily memorable, but having like something to do. Like I try to tell people mm-hmm. like coming into new wave is an experience. Like you almost have this like escapism thing that you're like going through the door, coming up the stairs and like you're transported somewhere else. Like it makes you kind of forget about like your daily life or whatever. And like you're inspired. Maybe there's art installations, maybe there's murals, maybe there's just something else going on outside of like the regular, I don't know, store as we know it. And to compete with the crazy, crazy oversaturated online shopping landscape, like you have to stand out. And when people can just access everything at their fingertips to get someone to leave their house, come drive to your place, get out, park, have an outfit on and come to your place. Like it's got to be worth it. Yeah. And don't you agree? Oh my gosh. You said it better than I could have ever said it. It completely explains how I describe new wave to other people too. Oh, I'm like, Allison has thanks. built something to do in Omaha, Nebraska. Like people go to new wave as an experience. And it's kind yeah. of the same thing with like coffee shops. You would think mm-hmm. coffee shops 
why would you go get coffee when you could just make a cup at home for 10 cents? It's like, no, you go there to escape your day-to-day life. Maybe you can like focus in journal or like focus on something. It's just like a whole new experience. And I completely agree. I think that's so vital too. Yeah, you're spending time in there. Mm-hmm. I think that is the thing is like getting the person to want to spend time there rather than just in, purchase something, exit. Mm-hmm. And I definitely have my wheels turning for some future things going on with New Wave to even make it more of that. Because on Saturday, I think the average spend time is going up. Like customers are starting to spend like an hour and a half to two hours in the store, which is a Whoa. crazy long time. Like most people, you know, it's a 15 minute thing. But yeah, I love that people feel so safe at the store and like there's so much to do in there that they're like, no, I'm going here for like my afternoon. And I think a lot of that came from being an event planner for three and a half years at Barry's mm-hmm. is like, how do I get people to come into this space and hang out and stay here and choose this over other places? Well, yeah. whatever you're doing is working <laughs> because I know that I always go in there for like two hours, three hours. Yeah. You just like can't leave. I know. But I feel like that goes a lot in with why I wanted to go on this road trip. So truly mm-hmm. I was seeking creative inspiration through other places such as like ghost grocery. Um, but I never, like, I didn't know of any places, particularly in Joshua tree or Palm Springs that like would have this wow factor. I just was particularly drawn towards going there one, because I hadn't been and two, like I've obviously heard cool things about like Palm Springs. Like it's famous for a reason, you know, but yeah, I didn't plan out anything day to day, nothing in advance. I basically just go to one place and then get some advice or talk to someone and then go to another place. Um, But yeah, so after I left Ghost Grocery, I thrifted a lot in Southern Utah. Also this whole time, basically I was sleeping in my car. I did three nights in Airbnbs, all of which I got for free or paid because I said I'd like post about them on Instagram. My tip for that would be, I literally messaged them the morning of and was like, hey, Sal, you don't have anything booked for tonight. I'm in the area. you'll let me stay for free. I'll totally tag you in post. Um, I don't want to take the opportunity away from you making income tonight. Want to be conscientious to you. I know this is how you earn a living, but if there is no one that's booking tonight, I'd love to stay. That way you're not like just asking for something for free. You're providing value to those. Wow, that's awesome. Do a whole different episode. But yeah, so didn't have to pay for any of my Airbnbs, which was awesome because they all were like $300 a night places. And then I just like went out and thrifted and like got inspiration through all these little shops and cafes and stores that I was going to. And one particularly that stood out to me the most was this Moroccan store. I feel like we talk about Morocco a lot on this podcast. (laughs) We're Morocco's (laughs) number one fans. It just, it's, I think it's because it's so different. Like that's why it's standing out. Like Mm -hmm. when you say it's one of the most different places that you've been to compared to it totally feels like you're in a different country where sometimes you can go to another country and it it feels like home a little bit, but it's like a totally unique experience. I would agree. And it has like its own aesthetic. It has its own. Yeah. yeah. Like the Moroccan style is very defined. It's Moroccan. Yeah. Yes. And if you guys don't know, Marrakesh is a lot of places in Morocco, but Marrakesh specifically is like a home decor Mecca of like the whole world. Like Mm -hmm. famous rich people, go to Morocco to buy like rugs and lamps and furniture and like ship it home. And it's like a a thing to have Mm -hmm. like really coveted, beautifully made adorned Moroccan pieces in your home. And so when I went to Morocco five years ago, probably, I was definitely like, 
not in a financial place where I was just buying like a $10,000 couch or something and like shipping it home. But I was like dreaming of that at some point in my life. Like, okay, when I buy a house, like I'm coming back here and like going all in. So I go to this Moroccan store in Palm Springs and I just, it's called Suki Modern, S-O-U-K-I-E, Modern. And I went in and I was immediately like, wow, this feels very, very authentic. Like I didn't really know anything about it. hadn't looked it up before. And it just so happened that, I hope I say it right, Tabe, T-A-I-B, he's the owner. He happened to be working. And he was like, let me know if you like need anything. And I was like, are you the owner? And he was like, yeah, actually I am. So I got to talking to him. Like he's from Morocco, mm-hmm. came over here, started selling actual, authentic, handmade Moroccan things, partnered with someone who was also kind of doing the same thing here. And they started this amazing business. And he was just telling me so much about like his journey and the products that he has. So I did end up buying a vintage hand uh, hammered Moroccan lamp. Oh my that gosh. was so expensive. It's definitely the most expensive thing I've bought besides my car. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but it's one of those ones that like the light will shine through it, like onto mm-hmm. the wall and it will be a statement piece. I have the perfect place for it in our apartment. But when we do go to buy a house, it will absolutely go in like the foyer. And I also bought a poof, a little Moroccan poof. And yeah. he's going to be starting a weaving business. And we, he was like, I'd love to do a custom collab. And l- this guy has like tens of thousands of followers. He's like a mm-hmm. really big deal. He like Vogue published them. Like this is not like a little hidden shop. It's like- they're dope. And I think I hung out there for like six hours. So that's basically oh. back to it being like an experience. Like him and I were weaving, we were like making pieces. Some of his other friends came in. I was like charging my phone on the couch. He was showing me all of his rugs and just telling me the history of it. And then he gave me like some recs of other things to do in Palm Springs. And so that would have like, you can't schedule something like that. And my advice for traveling and doing that would just be like, just go in and like, make it an experience. Like I could have easily just walked in and been like, oh, cool, snap a few pictures and walked out. But like, you know, I asked him and I didn't pry because I don't like when people pry to me, but he was so happy to talk about all of his stuff. So that was one thing that like really, really stood out to me. And then also Sedona stood out a lot. I don't know if you guys know, but Sedona is like one of the most spiritual places on earth. Did you know that? No. So people like go there when they're like having a spiritual awakening because there's four places that that are energy vortexes. Like you go and the energy there is just said to be so powerful that you can just like literally feel it. Whoa. Yeah. And I didn't know that either before I pulled up there, but I was clearly drawn to Sedona for a reason. Mm. And they have like crystal shops everywhere. It's a very like mystical spiritual place. So I went to the crystal shop and I dropped like $300 on crystals (laughs) and spiritual books and these crystal bracelets. And then I talked to the owner and I'm going to sell the bracelets at New Wave. And this is basically like the same thing that happened last fall when I went on my Marfa, New Mexico trip, went to all these places, got to meet the owners, started carrying some of the jewelry and the rugs and the things at New Wave. So to me, it's really cool to go and meet these owners like face to face and then bring that back to my shop. But I think that that could be applied to literally any business. Like if you want to open a coffee shop, you can go and get inspiration. Like maybe sell someone's artwork at the coffee shop. Maybe use this like local ceramicist as like your coffee mugs, like someone's uh, fabrics as like the placemats. Like there's infinite possibilities to create those connections around the world. And I really will say like, once you're a small business owner, 
small business owners like freaking unite. Like they will be some of your biggest customers and support system because like they just get it. So if you are trying to be an entrepreneur, another huge reason to connect with like-minded individuals is because they get it and they will go out of their way to like buy your product, share your Instagram, tell people about it because they, they know the struggle. They know how much work goes into it. But yeah, I would say overall, the highlights of my 10 days uh, were just getting some good alone time, Ghost Grocery in Provo, Palm Springs, just like the whole mid-century modern style is insane. And then Sedona, if you need like a good old healing in your soul type of experience. But that was a lot. And I mean, I could even dive in further, but... I did record a ton of content that I want to make TikToks with later. So I tried not to post Instagram stories the whole time so that I could focus on long-term content creation instead of quick stories. But yeah. It sounds like you're busy. So I couldn't even imagine. (laughs) It was definitely definitely a work trip. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. It sounds like it was so much fun. Thanks for listening. No, I was really excited to share. <laughs> I was dying to know. I saw the coolest the things that you did share were just looked so freaking cool. So I wanted to hear everything. You should tell Thanks. if you want to talk more about it. I want to hear the story about oh. the convertible. What was this convertible oh. that you were in? That looked so oh cool God, on dude. your Instagram. I literally think this trip was like six months long. Like every day I, cause when I was sleeping in my car or even in the uh, Airbnb is like, it gets hot in the desert, like 110, 112, like staying hydrated was a full-time job. So I really couldn't sleep past 6 a.m. because it was just like the sun is beating down on you. But yeah, and then I wouldn't go to bed till like midnight because I'm excited and I'm traveling. And I literally felt like I didn't even need to sleep that trip. Like Mm -hmm. I was like literally having an out-of-body experience of inspiration and motivation. And every day at the end of the day, I would be like, oh my God, I did all of that today. Like this morning I was literally in the middle of California and now I'm in Arizona. And then I went and did this and this and I stopped in Moab. Like I literally went to Moab. I didn't even take a picture. Oh my gosh. And like walked the whole town. Like anyway, it was just so much I fit into these 10 days. I think time like did something, but there was this town called Pioneer Town. Mm -hmm. It's right outside. So Joshua Tree National Park, for anyone that doesn't know, picture it kind of being, I don't know, in the middle here on the table. And then around as a U, there's like all these other towns. Mm -hmm. And each town, I feel like has its own vibe. There's like 29 Palms. There's Pioneer Town. They're all, there's quite a few other ones. Um, Palm Desert, Palm Springs. Like Palm Springs and Pioneer Town couldn't be more different. Pioneer Town is literally like throwback to like the 1950s. Like everything literally looks like an old Wild West movie. And it's actually where I think like a lot of Clint Eastwood movies were shot um, to where then like Palm Springs is like the mid-century design capital. And there's like everything crazy colors and organic shapes. So it's really cool because they're all like 30 minutes away from each other. And you can have- crazy different experiences just in that little region. Wow. And then of course you have Joshua Tree National Park, which is like a national park where you have no cell service and you can like go hiking. Mm-hmm. So, so, so you can have a whole trip just doing that. Um, but yeah, so I was in Pioneer Town, which was, <laughs> I was like loving life. I like wore my Western gear and I like roll up. There's this place called Pappy and Harriet's. Apparently it's been around for like ever. If you go to their Google page, they have like 4,000 Google reviews. That means like, if you think of 4,000 people took the time to review that place, like imagine people have actually been there. Right. Um, 
but the town actually only has 32 people living there now. Mm. And um, so I go into this other like crystal type shop and I'm like talking to the guy who's also the owner and he happens to live there. And he was saying before COVID happened that there was like 112 people, I think that lived in Pioneer Town, but then they all left. And now, so when he moved there, the homes were worth like literally nothing. Like it was a very tiny little blip on the map, small town USA type of thing. And now these people have gone in and bought the homes and turned them into crazy nice Airbnbs and people host raves. And apparently like there's like DJs and people come from like LA and they all buy an Airbnb and everyone gets like super messed up and like, it's super loud. Everyone does it. It's like a thing. Cause when I went to Pappy and Harriet's the bar there, I'm like, how the hell is there like 300 people here? Like I'm in the middle of nowhere in a town of 32 people. Like, why is there not even like a place to park in the parking lot? There's like an outdoor band going on. There's another one. Like, where are all of these people coming from? Apparently in the Airbnbs, there's like huge parties going on like every night of the week. And there are girls dressed like they're going to Coachella, like in this bar. So it was the most confusing experience. (laughs) You're like, I thought I was going to see people dressed up like like cowboys. Yeah, Yeah. horses. And so I like sat at the bar and the guy next to me is from LA. And then the guy next to me was from London. And we're all just like talking and hanging out. The guy from London is a filmmaker and the guy from LA is a musician. So they were there shooting like kind of this documentary series that Mm. they were collaborating on. And the guy from London was like super cool. He had like long hair and he was very like hippie. And I could tell that he was like famous, but he wouldn't let on to it. But we were just hanging out and there was like a local there that really wanted the musician to like play his guitar. So he's playing his guitar. And then Harriet, it was the grandma originally of the name of the place. And so her mm-hmm. grandson, who is now like 70 probably, is who had the convertible car. So he's like, do you want to drive around? I'm like, well, of course. <laughs> so yeah, then I was just in Pioneer Town for like way too long. Is this a <laughs> day like, trip? Not? Where would you spend the night? Uh, I stayed till like 11 and then I... Went back to my Airbnb like 40 minutes away, probably. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't even I don't even know what else to say. <laughs> yeah. <but> basically, <laughs> That's so yeah. fun. That's like you said, that's the best part about traveling. It's like these random stories with yeah. Harriet. You can't capture that in an Instagram. Can't yeah. Capture that. Yeah, you literally you can't live. capture the magic of true travel in any way, shape, or form. No. The pictures don't do justice. The videos don't like paint the whole picture. Yeah. But I also stayed completely sober the whole time. It was really easy. That's also why I think I was able to get so much done is because I wasn't like hungover and mm-hmm. I didn't have to spend that much money because I didn't spend money on drinking. And being vegan is literally second nature to me now. So definitely stayed. Well, that's a good segue yeah. to my weekend because it was the opposite <laughs> of that. I did not stay sober. I, if you can tell from my voice, I just got back from my friend's birthday weekend trip to Lake of the Ozarks in Missouri. And when I say it was a birthday weekend, it was a freaking birthday weekend. Like we went out, we got there Thursday evening, went out Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday. They went out Thursday night and I did not. I was like, I got to post the podcast. I got to go <laughs> oh, back to... I'm well, sorry. No, I, it was like honestly a good excuse because I was so tired because on Wednesday night, I had stayed up like all night editing a wedding because I just wanted to get it done. And so... I was like, guys, I I can't. I just got, I was like, I can go post the podcast. And I had to post TikTok too. So I just had stuff to do. So I got to bounce, but they all went out and I picked them up, which actually worked out really well. So they didn't have to pay for an Uber or anything. But yes, when I say it was just like the most drinking and partying that I've done since 
I lived in New York City. I mean that. Like it was a lot. <laughs> oh like it was Yeah, just, and you're not someone that really does that. No. I I mean literally it took my body out. Like I'm about to go <laughs> mute with how much like singing and actually it's really fun. I did lose my voice from like singing mostly because we were just like we'd be in the car, like going to go to like a pregame or something, we'd be like playing Nicki Minaj. It was Barb Nation. Um Barb's Nicki Minaj, but all hail the queen. So yeah, it was a fun weekend. Um, like the Ozarks is just, yeah, like a huge party scene. People our age, like I could not imagine. Wait, was it 4th of July? No, it was the weekend after. It was the weekend after 4th of July. July. Yes. This is the weekend of the 10th through the 10th, 11th, 9th. Something? Yeah. 9th, 10th, 11th. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like a huge, if you don't know what Lake of the Ozarks is, it's just a big, big lake in Missouri. Apparently the big shoreline, lake. no, the shoreline is longer than the coast shoreline of California. Like there's more shoreline yeah. at the Lake of the Ozarks. That means there's just like, yeah. Then there's, there's a lot Missouri. of rich people, huge houses, mm-hmm. a lot of money. Go Lots. watch the Netflix series Ozark. She'll get a great picture. <laughs> yeah. I think that's about like drug <laughs> dealing, but, but you'll get a, you'll get a glimpse. No. Um, there's a, yeah. But have you not seen Ozarks? No, I haven't. You're seen from that. Missouri. Oh, well, you, have you Missouri. seen you it? In Missouri now. Oh, it's great. It's like the oh, only okay. Netflix series I've watched. Okay, I know there's like Ruth, anyway. and she's ruthless. Ruth. Yeah, they were talking about that this weekend. They, we saw some girl, and they're like, "She looks like Ruth," and I'm like, <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> "Like, okay." Wait, um, I think there's a place there that they named after the movie or after the Netflix series. Oh, really? There's like some bar or something now. That's funny. They should. Okay, they should okay. capitalize on that. A good they Netflix show. Should. Jason Bateman, right? Yeah. He's huge. Huge. And they definitely like filmed it there. Anyway. Yeah. Anything, any spicy things happen over Um, the weekend? Yes. Lots of spice. Um, (laughs) If you want to go see the tea on getting on a yacht, go to my TikTok. I did a little TikTok about how we got on a yacht on Friday. Um, Basically, we were out to dinner on Thursday and these guys, all of my friends I was with were single. So they're just like, you know, living their life. I'm just chilling. I'm hanging back like the grandma. I was like the grandma of the group and I still did a lot. But basically they were just like all talking to these guys and they had a yacht. And then the next day we were on the yacht. So that happened on Friday. That was really fun. And we got to, we drove to like a little bar. They have like a lot of um, water bars or whatever you call that, like bars along the water. And we got there and we're all just hanging out. Like vibing just in the pool like all these bars on the lakefront have pools like it's kind of like a vegas vibe in the midwest it's very weird it's a lot Dude, it is the vegas of the midwest okay that that me You're just right. think if that makes sense yes like if you go there it's like the same except not nearly as expensive and like a bachelorette bachelor party, major destination. Oh, I saw so many bachelor and bachelorette parties and (laughs) two that I knew people in, like they were both from (gasps) Omaha and they weren't together, but it was just funny because I'm like, oh my God, this is crazy. And then weirdly enough, the wedding I'm shooting next week, their bachelor party, bachelorette party was there. Didn't see them, but I saw it on Instagram literally this morning. I was like, that's so funny. I could have ran into my bride that I'm shooting in a week. Oh my gosh. (laughs) But anyways, we get to this pool. And the announcer guy, like the DJ is like, we need four people. We need four people. And my friend Ellie goes up and I started walking over there. I like, I did not want to do whatever this was, but my friends are like, Kara, go do it. They need one more person. They need one more. And so I start like waddling my way into the pool. You know, like when you're kind of like hopping, walking in a pool, it's like the other side. And then someone's like, it's a belly flop contest. I'm like, nope, 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 not doing this. And so I start trying around. And all my friends are like, no, just do it. Just do it. And I'm like, okay, well, if someone tells me to do it, I'm not going to like wuss out. 
Like, I, there's just so many people there. I need to show you the video. There's literally like <laughs> 200 people there. And I'm like, oh, <gasps> the thought of like Stop. belly flopping in front of 200 people. So I was like, okay, I get to the front. I'm the fourth person. Like, it's this like big dude who's like, I do this every year. I do this competition every year. I'm going to do great. And I'm like, okay, oh, whatever. He, like, He's going to plans win. his life around it. Oh my yeah, God. He, this man plans and you life. just show up. And then it was Ellie and then it was me and then some other dude. So the first guy goes and it was like, okay. Like the crowd was just kind of like, whatever. And my friend went and she kind of like backed out at the end, you know, like who wants to actually belly flop? It freaking hurts. So she kind of like kicked her knee out and the whole place started booing. And I, my heart dropped, like everyone's screaming, booing her. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm next. I can't do what I was going to do. I was just going to like dive. I can't do that now. I'm like, I have to commit. So I get up there and I guess you're supposed to like chug a white claw once you got up there. Cause he handed me like a white claw and I like took a step and just put it down and like jumped in. <laughs> it's like one for it. And I full on belly flopped. Like I literally like sprawled my arms out like starfish oh face first. Like I'm like, I'm not getting booed. That is more mortifying to me than like doing belly flop. So I'm underwater and I hear the roaring. Like I hear oh, roaring I, and I like come up and everyone is like going wild. I'm like, is, is my boot out? Like, why is everyone cheering? <laughs> like I literally thought I flashed everybody because I was like, there's no way I did a good belly flop. Like I've just never done that. Like, and so everyone's screaming. They were screaming for like 10 seconds. I wish there was kind of a video because I don't even like it happened so fast. I don't even know what really happened. But then the next guy went and then they like, I was so embarrassed kind of at the same time. I was like, this is way too much attention. Like you would think that- For belly know, flopping. For belly <laughs> Like it was just like a lot. Like I started walking back to where my group was and they're like, no, no, you have to go up to the stage. Like they have to vote. And I'm like, no, I'm like covering my face. Like it was cool for a second, but then I was like, wait, this is like really embarrassing. I can't. And then I went back to the stage and then they put their hand over each person. And then like when it got to me, the roaring, it was like, I was like, roaring. what? I was like- <laughs> Was it really that good? I don't know. Because the guy hyped himself up. I was like, this dude's going to win. So moral of the story, I won a belly flop contest. So I was you like, really? I won. Congratulations. I don't even know how. Thank you. It was like really embarrassing, but it was fun. Did you get a prize? Yeah. So I like, he like pulls me back and he's like, okay, so we're going to get your email and we're going to have you compete in a couple of weeks at the finals. I'm like, nope, I'm good. <laughs> I am never coming back here ever <laughs> And then he's like, okay, and then we'll get you a free drink. I'm like, I don't even need a drink. I am good. I'll take that white claw that I took a sip of and just put on the side of the pool. So I took that and that was my prize. Oh my gosh. I'm like shaking when you tell me this story. It's just so unreal. And then I got back. It's funny because it's you. Like you're like the last person I would think that that would all end up happening to. Yeah. Cause I I mean, stuff like that always does happen to you, but it's just funny (laughs) because like, like that guy, you know, was gearing up for his belly con, like it was very fitting for him. Like this is not your uh, niche. No, I got back. And then my friend (laughs) Ellie was like, I never in a million years would have thought that you would do that. And then my friend Kenzie, who I've known for like five years, she's like, no, you don't understand. Kara's a wild card. Like, cause you know, I come in, I have my cute little butterfly sarong. I have a makeup done, my hair. You wouldn't think that that person would do it. But if you tell me to do it, I'm not going to not do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, you are very competitive. I wouldn't go out of my way to do it, but like, I'm just not a wuss. I'm not going to back out. Love that. Love that I'm for you. you. Yeah, That was a really long story. Maybe we need to cut that. It's a great story. We are not cutting that out. We are leaving all of that. <laughs> so Any that more happened. spice? Keep it coming. Keep no, it coming. That, that happened. And then, oh, we went to a concert. 
John party oh, concert yeah, on Friday. Didn't really know any of the songs. So that was like, okay for me. I drank water the whole time. Cause like I said, I'm a grandma. All my friends rallied and we're still drinking. I'm like, how are you doing this? So that was on Friday, Saturday. It was kind of rainy. We just chilled on the dock and then went out on Saturday. And that's where I saw all these bachelor and bachelorette parties. The people I know, people from Omaha. So that was really fun. And we left on Sunday and on the way out, I stopped at my friend's pop-up, which is actually one of our peaks of the week. So we'll talk about that. Great segue. Yeah. These natural segues are just oh my gosh. A1. Yeah. <laughs> I literally forgot what part of the podcast we're on. So we've been talking, I've been, there's so much to catch <laughs> up on, but I guess my peak of the week was probably just winning that belly flop contest. Um, <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> that was pretty fun. It was actually kind of like a high of like winning. I'm like, oh wait, this is really cool. Have um, you made a TikTok about it yet? Cause you should. I know, but I have, I have no content. Hot. No one had their phones as we were in the pool. So, which I'm honestly so glad no one had their phones. I don't know if I need to see my, I don't know if I need to see that of me, <laughs> but what was your peak of the week? Um, I think overall, just like the trip was amazing and that it wasn't stressful and getting back. I got back Wednesday at like 2 PM. The store opened at noon. Normal me would have been like, Oh my God, I have so much to do. Like, and also guys at the store for the month of July, I have um, pop-up vendors every single day at New Wave that I'm open at least one. Some of them even have two, three, four. And somehow I coordinated all of this while I was gone, got everyone scheduled, made all the graphics, got everything posted, all seamlessly like coordinated. So when I come back on Thursday, not only do I have to open the store, but I have to have the collection room completely cleared out so that three people can come and do pop-ups and wash all of my, not all of them, but like get a start on all of the thrifts and like get them put out and, you know, take a shower, unpack everything. And somehow I just like was not stressed. And I was just like, this is just what I'm doing. Like, this is fine. Like one thing at a time, I would say a huge unpacking tip is I would take one thing out of the car. So like one bag, like bring in the say grocery bag or the food bag, completely unpack every, put that all away, go out to the car, grab another bag, put that all away, grab another bag, put it in the laundry, get started. Because then it wasn't like I just didn't have this huge pile ever sitting in my house. Like immediately, like I rolled into town at two, I was completely unpacked by three o'clock. Yeah. I just did it. Just Got it done, which really helped me not being stressed. So overall, my peak was just that it was a great, smooth transition from getting back from my trip to getting back into the work grind, because I think we've all been there where that can be not a smooth transition. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Me. <laughs> I get so overwhelmed by unpacking. So that's a good tip. I think that's really, because I do the opposite, just haul my stuff in and it's just this big pile. And I'm like, oh my gosh. That yeah. looks like so much work. I can't, I can't process this. So that's good. I like well, that. And then you can't do anything. So it's, yes, yeah, like you come in, you put your charger back in the wall where it goes. You put mm-hmm. your toothbrush back on the sand. So then you can like take a shower and then everything is where you need it to be. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. Okay. So on your way back from Ozarks, you stopped in Como. Yes. Stopped in Columbia, Missouri. Columbia is where I went to college, University of Missouri. But I had a friend from Mizzou who started a clothing line, swimwear company, Amini Swim, which her name's Sierra Porter. She's actually episode five on the podcast. If you want to scroll back and if you haven't listened to her episode, she's awesome. Her and her co-founder started Amini Swim and they had a pop-up for their one year anniversary. So they started exactly like a year ago. So I obviously had to go because it's kind of like a triangle getting back to St. Louis from the Ozarks 
going through the Columbia. So it only added like 20 minutes and loved seeing Sierra in person. So that was so much fun. But but one of our listeners peak of the week is from Aubrey M. She's one of the co-founders of Amini. And she said her pop-up was so successful. So congrats to them. Congrats on that one year anniversary. It was so much fun. They had so much cute stuff. I copped a sweatshirt. So yeah, congrats, Aubrey and Sierra and Amini. Yeah, it looked really good. Yeah. Everything was set up very tastefully and aesthetically. Yeah. Um, Another listener's peak of the week is from Lacey C. This is a good one for me to read. Uh, She is six months sober. So congratulations, Lacey. I feel like those first few months are definitely the hardest. And then it, you know, gets easier the more you get used to that lifestyle. So love that we're also normalizing talking about that on this podcast Mm -hmm. because it's totally okay to go to the Ozarks and have your bachelorette party and get drunk and have a great time and go to a concert. And it's totally okay to not drink and still do those things. Mm -hmm. We're here for both. Absolutely. And if you want to be featured as our peak of the week, make sure to follow our Instagram at We're Already Friends, where we post that on there and we read your guys' responses. And we'll share some to the stories as well. That way, I don't know, we can hype you up and support you in your endeavors. But now I think we can finally get into our actual episode, but it was, it's been a good episode so far anyway, because with all of this, we felt like being a month into summer, what's something that we have been doing that's been leading to our best selves this summer? Confidence. Confidence is literally key. I couldn't have done that road trip solo by myself, talk to all those business owners without confidence. You couldn't have won a belly flopping contest <laughs> yeah. without confidence. You couldn't have like stopped a, in Como and gone to a pop-up by yourself without confidence. Like mm-hmm. us being here and telling all of these stories and having these amazing memories have kind of all stemmed from being like confident in ourselves. Wow. That's so say? true. No, I 100% agree. We didn't talk about this before. That was great. I love that. It's true. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Yeah. And something that, you know, I kind of mentioned to Allison when we talked about this topic, being around where people post COVID, now that we've kind of gotten to more normal lifestyles, I've just, you know, been able to talk to more people and like hear more conversations and restaurants and in places. And I just feel like I'm hearing more people talking about their insecurities or having a lack of confidence or just like making comments that I don't really remember hearing before the pandemic. And I don't know if it's just because we've spent a year behind our screens, comparing ourselves to people, looking at people like Addison Ray and Charlie D'Amelio or people that are, you know, so pretty or doing amazing things and like comparing ourselves. I just feel like in the last three months of living more of a normal life, I'm just hearing more people doubting themselves and like making comments in the bathroom. Like, oh, I hate how I look today. Or like, oh my God, my thighs, like I can't wear this. I need to cover this up. I'm just like, wait, why are we talking like that? Like, why have we normalized this so much? So- I agree. And when Karen and I were talking about this too, like, of course I hear it all the time, like working at the store, my checkout counter is right next to the fitting rooms. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I can hear people like criticizing themselves or as they're just like walking around the store. For the most part, I would say people are usually pretty positive, but of course, yeah, you hear people being really critical of their physical features, but wow, this is kind of a light bulb moment. Like, I think we really need to start being more critical about our inside features. Mm -hmm and working on our inside selves and worrying less about the outside because fixing like your trauma and all of these bad past experiences are what's going to enable the outside of you to like thrive and flourish. Yeah. Because you'll just realize that like the inside work is so much more important. And we talked about this in our hot girl episode that like 
when someone dies at their funeral, no one's like, damn, they looked good in a bikini though. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not her what thighs say. were popping. <laughs> they were great. No. Yeah. No one's people talk that. about who how you made them feel, what memories they have with you. So even though we are gonna be honing in on confidence, this is not just confidence in your physical appearance. This is also confidence in like your skill set, who you are as a person inside and out. Yeah, there was a quote that I read while researching for the outline. Confidence is the light shining within you that radiates out. I feel like that was, I'm, I'm kind of paraphrasing, but it's really is like, if it, someone seems confident on the outside with their appearance, it's really just how they feel on the inside. And I was talking also, I'm like, there's people that are so beautiful. They're so insecure. And objectively, you would say they're so beautiful, but they don't even believe it. And I, that's totally something that you have to work on yourself. Mm-hmm. And that's something we'll talk about. So the first step in being more confident is being more self-aware of how you are, what stage of confidence you're in, if you are feeling confident, if you're not. So hopefully with this episode, you can think about where you are in your confidence journey, and maybe we'll give you some ideas for how to improve that or tap into your confidence because we've got a month left of summer. So you can still have a hot girl summer with lots of confidence. So here's our little touch base for you. Yeah. That's also why we wanted to do it. We're like, you know, we're halfway through the summer. If you Mm -hmm. haven't been thriving yet, like summer's not a wash. We've got time. Let's make it happen. And so first up, we really think that you should just like follow your intuition and do what comes naturally. Uh, I feel like you can see someone when they're, you know, not doing something that is speaking to their soul, like shows through. But when people are being authentically themselves and having true expression, that's like when you're confident because you're just like, this is who I am. This is how I am. I'm doing what I love to do. It, it just shows. Rather mm-hmm. than trying to be someone you're not, it's kind of hard to be confident because you're like, well, of course I'm not being confident because I'm not actually that person. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, whether it's being stuck in a job you don't like or that you genuinely hate and you only did it because your parents told you to do it because that would make you money. It'd be secure. Like that's the first example I come to because how can you be confident at that job or just even speaking about yourself if that's like, you know, something so core to your identity is something you hate. Think about like fashion too. Yeah. There's all these trends. Oh my gosh. Something like not every trend has to be for everyone. Like, Mm -hmm. of course I love fashion. I love to try different trends. But like, if you actually don't say, let's take dad sneakers. I freaking love them. I am such a person that loves to wear sneakers. Like that's awesome for me. There's other trends that I do not like, or maybe I like them, but they're not for me. Mm -hmm. You don't have to partake in everything just because it's cool and trendy, especially like if it doesn't align with you because then it's just going to feel forceful and uncomfortable. And then that's why you're not being confident in that particular outfit because you're like, this isn't me. I don't like this. I don't feel good in my own skin here. So you look uncomfortable. Yeah. So when you're putting on your clothes or when you're buying clothes, trust your intuition, follow your intuition. Would your best version of yourself wear? Is it the Y2K inspired crop top that everyone has like from Amazon? I don't know. You have to figure that out for yourself. But I feel like that along with something that I've been reading a lot about lately, and I don't know if it was you that shared it on your Instagram story. It kind of goes to this, but with clothes, talking about clothes, your clothes should fit you. You shouldn't fit into your clothes. It's kind of on this topic, but kind of a side note, that's something that I think totally plays into confidence. If you're wearing clothes that don't fit you, they've got to go. You've got to get rid of them. Buy new clothes. You shouldn't have to fit into something. Your clothes are meant to serve you. You're not supposed to like, you know, work for your clothes. So kind of a side note on that, but I feel like that helps build confidence as well. 
I like that. Yeah, cleaning out your closet to only have pieces that you absolutely love. I actually have a very small closet because I don't have like a, what do you call it? Like another closet or door room. Mm -hmm. Like I only have a rack sitting inside my bedroom and it's actually helped me love my closet more because there's not just things like stuffed in drawers or in corners or on shelves and dark areas. Like I can see every single thing in my closet and I have to look at it and I'm like, do I love this piece? And the second I stop feeling like that thing brings me joy, like it's got to go and just not impulsively buying things like think more like long-term would be a huge ship because so much of everything on the internet is just so trendy and quick. And mm-hmm. what's the immediate gratification? I think going for the long-term gratification is just the way to go. Yeah. But yeah, so that is, that's our advice around like following, following your gut, staying true to you. We also have an episode about following your intuition. <laughs> yeah, definitely <laughs> check that out. And I think if you aren't sure what, either your dream life is or what your style is. Something we talked about in our 2020 goals episode was mood boarding. And I feel like that's a good way to maybe hone in on what your actual style is or what you feel like you can wear that makes you feel the most yourself or that makes you feel your best self is either one, go get inspiration from Pinterest. We love Pinterest. What outfits do you see on there that you love and like make obviously a a board of that, but then also maybe even like go through your old Instagram posts and see what outfits you felt the most confident in and maybe kind of like find more an aesthetic around those outfits or like kind of see what more outfits you can pull with pieces from those picks. I don't know. That's just something I just randomly thought of is like maybe look at yourself, get a little more self-aware and like what outfits do you think you look the best in and feel great in? Reevaluate. <laughs> I like that a lot. Okay, That's really cool. good. Our next tip for how to live a confident life is to play off your strengths. And I think this kind of goes off what we already saying, but everyone has the things that they're good at in life. Like everyone brings their own unique gifts and talents to the table and playing into those and what you're good at is only going to lead you to be more confident. And I feel like it's always that phrase like, oh, you need to be a jack of all trades, but like, absolutely not. You should not try to make the things that you're bad at also something you're good at when you could totally just like play into what you're amazing at and then feel good about the amazing work you're putting out or feel good about what you're doing and just like keep you, I don't know, keep you on a continuous upward spiral. Yeah. And then maybe once you do have that confidence built up more from doing things you're really good at, then you can be like, okay, maybe let me revisit that thing that I wasn't so good at back then now that I have the confidence to put into that and that will carry me more forward. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you're struggling and you feel like you're like, at level zero, well, don't, don't do things that you're terrible at. You're only going to keep feeling worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Do things that you know how to do and get like a little bit better at them. I feel like owning your confidence is also something so unique or so new to me. Like I have kind of always been pretty confident, not going to lie. If any, um, one time, one of my friends, friend, I don't even know why she told me this. She was like, yeah, he says that. He was like, yeah, Alison Wedig is so overconfident. I was like, I don't know why you would tell me that. That's kind of rude. But <laughs> anyways, <laughs> but any, yeah, like if that's the worst thing that you could say about someone is that you're overconfident, okay. Like, sorry, I just like enjoy myself and doing things. But I feel like Jordan and Michaela were two people that recently like came more into my life that are very confident mm-hmm. and like taught me that like, it's okay to be like, yeah, I look good in this outfit. Or like, rather than like when someone gives you a compliment and they're like, 
oh my God, I love your outfit or like your hair looks so good. Don't immediately like deflect it and be like, oh, like it looks so bad or like I just threw this together. Like just be like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Like I did just go and get my hair done and this is a new outfit and I put effort in and it looks good. Like you don't have to like deflect and turn down someone's compliment to you. That's probably going to make them not want to compliment you anymore. Or be like, oh, it was only $10 at Target. I got on clearance at Target. I used to always do that. Like I'm like, oh, it was on clearance at TJ Maxx. Like why? Yeah, like playing it down. Yeah. Yeah, why? I'm so good now. If anyone gives me a compliment, I say, thank you. Like, oh my gosh, thanks. Or you can even throw them back to them. Oh my gosh, you too. Thanks. You know, but just literally say thank you. And- Uh, If you guys do follow Michaela and Jordan, I feel like you'll know what I mean, but they are just really good at being like, yeah, like my life is great. I'm, I look good. I feel good. And I'm going to say that because at the end of the day, you're doing all this to feel confident. So why would you act like you're not enjoying it? Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that men and women get perceived as differently. Like if a man is confident, it's totally fine. But then sometimes when women act confidently, it's like, oh, they're so arrogant. Like they have a huge ego or they're just like, you know what I mean? So I think that's just honestly a stereotype that happens with men versus women. Cause I've totally heard that before. Like you can't act too confident or people are going to think you're a bitch. It's like, and <laughs> you can't win. Yeah. You never can win. Yeah. So I'm just supposed to it's- be here shy and intimidated and like not Submissive. talk because I'm scared. Someone's going to think I'm, a bitch. This is kind of off topic, but on topic in the book, uh, how to quit like a woman. She really dives into this and says like why AA alcoholics anonymous is a program that like, she doesn't really believe women should follow because it was founded by men for men. Mm-hmm. Because the main reason that a lot of men drank was because they wanted to control and be like, okay, I have power over drinking. And so the, the 10 steps of AA is kind of toning down and being like, they're not that important. Tone it down, be quiet, mm. listen. And she's like, as women, we've been told all of these things like our whole life. So why would, you don't need to tell me what I already believe about myself. I need to be told that I am important, that I do matter, that I have things to say, that I have a purpose because that is what's going to stop you from drinking or being caught up or self-sabotaging is knowing that you, like you literally matter. Mm-hmm. And that's why you have to like have confidence and stay focused and believe in yourself. Not because you don't matter. Yeah. You know, and that, I mean, that doesn't even have to just apply to not drink, but like if you're just doing things in life that are sabotaging yourself from getting to where you want to be, you have to believe that you have the skills and the purpose and the intention. Otherwise you're not going to do what you need to do to get there. Yeah. And I think the whole topic of confidence goes back to that, like believing that you're enough and that you're worthy and that you have a voice at the table. I feel like that's kind of what confidence ties back into. It's like, no, I deserve to be in this situation. Like I'm confident mm-hmm. enough to walk into this room and go up and be able to talk to anyone because I'm definitely worthy of being here. So, okay. Our next tip for being more confident is to practice gratitude. And here's why. I believe practicing gratitude is the most important way to becoming more confident because you're thinking about the things that you're awesome at and that you love instead of focusing on things that make you feel sad about yourself. Like you're putting in perspective all the amazing things that you have in your life so that those few insecurities, they really shouldn't bother you in the grand scheme of things because, you know, for in my experience, I'm taking it back to like when maybe I was lacking in confidence, like 
three years ago after, you know, I had taken like a three month break and taking my birth control, kind of a random story. But after I got back on my birth control, all my hair started falling out. I was having like these horrible bald spots on my head. And it was just like such a sad and miserable time in my life. Cause I was like, oh my God, I'm losing all my hair. I'm literally 22 years old. What is going on? And then I just was putting it into perspective. Like, okay, I still have my legs. I have my eyes. I can see things. I can hear. Not even just like my body. Like, okay, I have a family that loves me. Like, I don't know. When you put it in that perspective, that one thing, okay, so what? I'm losing some of my hair. (laughs) This is not the end of the world. They make wigs. They make extensions. Like, it's fine. And it literally, like, I still kind of have some like weird hair things, but like it doesn't bother me anymore. I just like don't care. Like, so what if someone sees that I have like a weird bald spot sometimes when I don't wash my hair for like four days? It does not matter. Like that shouldn't take away my sparkle. From all the other amazing things that you're doing. Yeah. Or like, I love my smile, you know, or like stuff like that. Like when you think about what you're abundant in and having gratitude, I feel like you're just way more confident. Yeah. And everyone has those little things. Jordan and I joke too, that they like, they keep us humble. Like we both have had those bad gum issues back to the dentist. You're on the Audio Friends (laughs) podcast, but um, like having a few things or like, I just have, (laughs) guys, my pinky toenails are literally a dot. Like I have no (laughs) flat nail. Like they're, it's just like a little teeny ball, like the, a pin head. I don't know why, but it's because when I run like, and people will be like, oh my God, your little pinky toenails. Or every time I get my toenails done, they like always comment and they're like, should I even put polish on this little dot? (laughs) And it's like, who cares if like one of my flaws, quote unquote, is like, me literally not having a pinky toenail. No one cares. That yeah. doesn't stop me from doing things or like, and that's like a stupid one, but, or like extra skin around certain parts of the area that you don't want. Um, oh, actually I have something on my story right now that plays into this so well. I do feel like I am the most confident I am currently now because I've prioritized my health though, Mm -hmm. mental health, spiritual health, physical health. But basically this guy says, the effects of a poor diet are the same whether or not you are pursuing a spiritual path, disease, discomfort, and disconnection. Without your physical health, you are less equipped to do the things you were put on this planet to do. You don't have the focus, the vitality, or the stamina necessary to fulfill your purpose. As Cohen says, the effects of a poor diet are the same whether or not you are pursuing a spiritual path, disease, discomfort, and disconnection. When you spend your days feeling drowsy, experiencing digestive discomfort, or even just obsessing over your weight, it takes away from the time that you could that could be spent laughing with loved ones, building your empire, or even changing the world. And I feel like that's so important. All that time that you sit there looking in the mirror or critiquing yourself is literally just minutes time that you're never going to get back in life to do all the things you want to do because you were just sitting there bagging on yourself. Yes. And your life and your current reality. And you mentioned this in an earlier episode and I don't think I understood what you were saying at that moment, but I understand now. I think in one of the other episodes, you said, I don't sit in front of the mirror. I agree that you said, I don't look in the mirror. And I was like, what do you mean don't look in the mirror? I'm like, what in the divergent is this girl talking about? You don't look in the mirror. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) But now I understand you're saying, I don't pick apart myself in the mirror because some people will just, we all have that friend that has the five times X mirror where they can see every pour every eyebrow. And it's like, what good is that doing? No one's ever going to be seeing your face that close, literally ever. Literally ever. Yeah. Like, of course I look at my outfit in the mirror and I like do my makeup in the mirror and whatever. But yeah, there's a difference between knowing how you look and picking apart Mm -hmm. how you look in a way that's unproductive. And unhealthy. And hurts you. Yes. So in that light, 
if you are someone who is spending a lot of time looking in the mirror, talking about things you don't like, maybe reevaluate how much time you're spending and change that. Maybe take that moment to think about the things that you like instead of focusing so much on things you don't like. And if you have a five times mirror, maybe throw it out. I don't know. Maybe this is a, a sign because there's literally yeah, no. I had to get rid of... In college, I got rid of my full length mirror for a little while because I was like, I just don't feel like this is helping me out. Yeah. Because like, you know, how often uh, it was on another thing too. Like, are you having a good time? Then you take a photo or you look in the mirror and then all of a sudden you're like, that's how I look right now. Like it just like stops you and makes you like so sad. So just, just don't do it. Yeah. And no, I think that's like really great tip. I think that is something people don't even realize that they do. Going back to the original self-awareness thing, like I think so many people really just don't understand how insecure they are and like how often they make comments. And even I need to get better about it. I feel like the only person that I really say my insecurities to is Clay. Mm -hmm. And think about how honestly annoying it is when your friends or your partner or your sibling or your parent are saying their insecurities. Like how uncomfortable do you feel when someone's like, oh my God, like all this cellulite on my legs, like, oh my God, I'm so ugly, all this. And you're like, I don't really know what to say. Cause of course you're going to be like, no, like you look great. Or like, I love that on you or what, or it doesn't matter. But like, it's really uncomfortable as the listener. Like, do you feel uncomfortable or is that just me? No. Yeah. I was going to say, or it even just encourages you to say, oh my gosh, me too. Look at this. And then you're just both creating an environment where you're just bringing yourselves down. And what good does that do? I don't feel like you feel yeah, like you left it off point. your chest. Like that's not even the feeling that you get. Like sometimes, you know, when you need to vent about something, it's like, oh, I got that off my chest. But with that, with confidence and insecurities, I don't feel like it helps at all to be verbalizing things that you don't like about yourself. Yeah. And how often does someone say something and you're also like, I would have never noticed. Exactly. Like, oh, like I just woke up and like, I didn't have time to like put my concealer on. People are like, yeah, I, I didn't know. I don't know why you just brought all this attention to it. I was like, one, it doesn't matter. Two, they didn't even know anyway. And now you're just focus on it. Oh yeah. It, it's not important. No, a hundred percent. So yeah, I agree. You're right. It's a cycle. It's kind of like something we're all, we're going to talk about later is like when you and your friends are hanging out and you're all being negative about, or like gossiping, if you and your friends are hanging out and you're just like picking apart your insecurities and your quote unquote flaws and all of these things, then that invites everyone else to do the same to themselves. And there's just so many better things that you could be doing. Seriously. Like fixing them. If you don't like something, not to be harsh, I'm always here for the cold, hard truth, but fix it then. Yeah. You know, if you if you don't feel comfortable in your clothes, get it, get rid of them, get new clothes. If you don't feel comfortable in your own skin, get some movement in. If you don't like your hair color, change it. Yeah. It's a great thing about life. Like you can fix literally everything. Yeah. All right. And then- Another one from one of my favorite books, The Four Agreements. One of the agreements is do not take things personally. So the example that this book gave, he says, if someone calls me ugly and I take it personally, that inherently believes that I agree with it. And then you're offended by it. But if someone says you're ugly and you believe to yourself, you're like, oh no, I'm not ugly. Kind of like the guy calling me overconfident. It's like, that's fine. You can think that. I'm still going to keep doing exactly what I'm doing because- your opinion of me doesn't matter and I'm not going to let it bring me down because a lot of people do want to bring you down. Yeah. It's a sad truth. So, so like, like, you know, with Kara's big TikTok following, like you might have say 50,000 likes on a video and one person comments like, I don't, I don't even know. Your what, voice is annoying mean. or something. Yeah. Like if you listen to that and then that stopped you from posting more TikToks, 
all those people that love your content and look forward to it and that it helps, you would let that one person win. Mm-hmm. And then another visual that I try to think, like if someone unfollows you or something, like let's say you're on, you're an artist on stage and you have a whole crowd. So let's say for my Instagram, 15,000 people, for Kara's TikTok, 300,000. Even if a hundred people dip out, if you were the artist standing on that stage, looking out, you wouldn't notice a couple people leave mm-hmm. and you wouldn't focus on those few people that are like, ah, like crap. I just, this is not the concert I thought I was coming to. I got confused. I didn't really like it. I have <laughs> other places I want to be. You wouldn't be like, wait, wait, no, stay. Like, I'm so worried about you. I want you to be here. You would be focused on all of the people that are still standing there, hyping you up and supporting you and loving on you. So don't even give attention to the few people that are exiting. They're leaving for a reason and you're better off without them and you can give more energy to the people that care. Yeah. And unless you're truly doing something wrong, which that's not what this episode's about, but probably not. for the most part, if someone's unfollowing you, it's because of their own experience. It's because of their own things that has literally nothing to do with you. If anything, you take that as a compliment. Maybe you're killing it too much that it bothers them, that they need to unfollow themselves so they can go work on themselves. Like just think about it that way. And that's great for them. And I would want that for them, you know? Like, please, by all means, unfollow me. Like, if- Yeah, like if, if what I'm doing makes you feel bad about yourself, please leave the concert. Yeah. Go to a different concert. That helps you feel better about yourself. Yeah, so if you're someone- who- And being said mm-hmm. on this, if you're attending concerts, aka following people that don't make you feel confident, leave. Yeah. Leave the concert. Stop listening to their music. Stop listening to their show. <laughs> Stop. Go to a different show. There's unlimited shows out there. Mm-hmm. No, I love that. It's definitely- That wasn't really- (laughs) No, the media you consume can definitely affect your confidence levels for sure. It's also something, I don't know if this is something I should bring up in this episode or not. Sometimes people post things about either like their hot takes or their insecurities or what they're doing that only draws attention more insecurities. Like kind of like we already said, like, for example, I read some article years ago on like Teen Vogue or something and it was like, hip dips are the newest thing everyone hates about themselves. I'm like, what the heck is a hip dip? And I guess it's like when your hip dips in and I'm like, okay, great. Another insecurity I never knew about that all of a sudden I have. And now I'm just like, okay, great. Now I don't like this. You know what I mean? Like, so if there's companies or like pages like that, that you're following, Ooh, this one, what's it called? Oh my gosh. What's called faux. It's like that account that exposes all the fake Gucci, fake stuff. I don't know. Mm. There was a really negative Instagram. Diet Prada. Oh my God, Diet Prada. Yes, Diet Prada. I unfollowed them a year ago because they were posting just like such negative stuff all the time. And I was like, this is not good for mental health. Actually, this has nothing to do with confidence really. But just (laughs) saying, feel free to reevaluate who you're following, how it makes you feel. I would just get so riled up about these brands. And like, sometimes I don't think I had, if you don't know, Diet Prada is an Instagram account that, exposes when people copy artists or copy smaller creators and stuff. And I just don't think that they get the full story sometimes. Like I feel like they cover like Walmart copies. Okay, not Walmart. Okay. Like one designer copies another designer. And I just feel like it's kind of unfair. Like it's really one-sided and it would just make me mad. But then I would like realize months later that that person never copied that person. Like it was just weird. It was just weird vibe. So I unfollowed it and I'm so glad I did. Now I never think about that stuff. Now I never think about that negativity. I'm not sending it to people being like, oh my God, did you see what this girl did? How she like copied this person? Like that was just the energy I didn't need in my life. So in summary. And people love a good clickbaity, like 
drama story. And so often the truth is like so far away from mm-hmm. what's actually being presented. So like why get so invested? No, exactly. Something that doesn't affect you. Yes. So just reevaluate. Again, how not taking it personal. Yeah, and don't take it personal. Exactly. Well, our last point, and then we'll leave you guys because it's been a long episode. We had a lot to talk about, but have an abundance mindset over scarcity mindset. This kind of ties back into having gratitude. If you think about all the good things in your life, more good things are going to come. Kind of how, I don't know, it's kind of, how, it's kind of how I've always lived my life. Like I always thought I was like the luckiest person ever just because I was Irish. Like my family's Irish. We've got the luck of the Irish. Like, I don't know yeah, why I ever thought this, but I just always thought I was the luckiest person ever. And then like literally I've won every raffle, I've won like every contest I entered, like I, cause I just genuinely believe that I'm so lucky and I have like the luck of the Irish, but I don't think there's ever any luck there. I think it was just like me genuinely believing that good things always happen to me. And so good things have always happened to me. Like you could literally call any of my siblings and be like, oh my gosh, Kara wins everything. Cause like from an early age, I started realizing I'm like, okay, I won one thing. Now I just win everything. And then it just like genuinely happened with a belly flop contest. I won. <laughs> you manifest it. Well, like we... Our manifestations like literally do happen. Mm-hmm. So if you just believe that you win everything, you're going to win everything. Like if you guys look at my Instagram stories, you will know that I literally find money on the ground at least once a week. Who does that? Yeah. Like how is it? Like I just believe that whenever I go for a walk, there's a high probability that I'll find money on the ground. And sure enough, there's like always freaking money on the ground. Yeah. And people respond and they're like, people be dropping too much money in your neighborhood. And I'm like, no, I manifested that that 20 onto the ground there. No, we sound like, crazy. I just believe true. that it's going to be there. Yeah. If this is a very foreign concept to you, I highly recommend reading You Are a Badass. It's a really good book. It's kind of like the starter self-help book for people in their 20s. I feel like that was like kind of the first self-help book I ever read. My friend B Doheny gifted it to me. Honestly, such a great gift. Thank you, B. It was like life-changing. But she talks about it. Like if you genuinely believe something's going to happen, it's going to happen. Yeah. Well, it... it tells the universe, it tells yourself, it tells your brain. It tells you that you need to take action on those things. I also was posting the other day about the difference between being a thinker, a dreamer, and a doer. Like you need a balance of all the parts Mm -hmm. because yes, you need to think up like really great ideas. And then you need to have like the vision and the creativity and the spice from being a dreamer, but you also like need to take action on them. So like in your thoughts, if you're manifesting all of these amazing things coming your way, then you're going to think of how you're actually going to do them. And then you're going to do them or things around the opportunities are going to open up, but that can't happen if you don't even like have that realm of possibilities in your mind. Absolutely. Like if you're looking for a new partner in life, how can a new partner even come your way if you're not even open to the idea or like searching, if you're not looking for that next job, you just- or even like deep Gotta down- start connecting the right wires. Yeah, no. Or even deep down believing that the perfect person is out there for you. Like I'm so confident I'm gonna find mm-hmm. the right person at whatever time is the right timing. Like again, thinking good things will happen. They will happen. And again, that is a direct correlation of confidence. Feeling good about your life yeah. and about where you're going, just trusting the process, thinking abundantly and about thinking about all the amazing things that's already happened to you and how well things work out for you is only going to lead you to go into every single day feeling good, feeling optimistic. It totally correlates with, you know, that outside image of yourself that you're putting out to the world. Feel good inside, feel good outside. Yeah. And I think one last note I want to wrap up playing right off of that is 
in a time where a lot of people are like looking for new jobs or like ready to take that next step or say like attract a partner, confidence is so important because if you think about what you say, what you want to find in a partner, you're like, I want someone that's like nice and confident and in shape and they're happy. Well, unless you're those things yourself, that person is looking for the same things you're looking for probably. Mm -hmm. And they're not going to be attracted to you if you're sitting over here being all insecure, being all negative, gossiping, hating your life, mad at everything around you and everyone around you. And blaming so other in people. Order to, yeah. Why would anyone want to hire you? Why would anyone want to be your friend? Why would anyone want to be a partner with you? Like you've got to look at yourself kind of from that outside perspective and zoom out and be like, why would someone want me in their life? Sounds mm-hmm. so mean, but like, it's true. Like if you're sick of your own self and your own shit, well, <laughs> so is everyone else. <laughs> so do you, what? No, I know, All these good. self-help books, that's what I say. They're so raw. No, I love it. Like if you don't want to spend time with yourself and you don't like the things about you, well, kind of makes it hard for other people to love you if you don't love yourself. Absolutely. Kara's just sitting there like, oh my God. No, no, it's like mic drop. No, I'm taking it all in. <laughs> I'm listening. If you guys want the real, raw, unedited self-help, listen to Real AF with Andy Frisella. He's who started the 75 Hard Challenge. Mm. And that man will whip your ass into gear. He literally, he has these uh, mini podcast episodes that are like 10 to 12 minutes where he just like slices you through the throat of like- <laughs> Of realness. Have you have you ever listened no, to one? No, I always forget okay, his name. I want, okay, really F. That's really easy to remember because I feel like, yep. oh, wait, that's actually funny. It's his initials. I like that. Andy Fasella. What the- <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's really cool. That's a good title. Like that's a good there. podcast name. Really F. Okay, cool. Yeah. If you I seriously have been listening to that podcast so much lately. Like mm-hmm. on my road trip, that's pretty much all I listen to. And I'm definitely gonna be starting 75 hard here. Cool. And I do want to apologize for making modifications previously to the 75 hard, because in one episode mm. he's like He's like, I made this program, not so you all could modify it and make it easy and convenient for yourself. It's my program. It's done how I want it to be done. And mm. all y'all are just cheating and you're doing it. Like it's supposed to be hard. It's not supposed to be convenient. It's supposed to be tweaks to how you like it. It's 75 hard. It's supposed to be hard. Okay. So he, but he's like, hard, not off. easy. And then I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh snap. We all be modifying that whole thing out here. And even I, like Clay and I were like, okay, we're going to make it like have these other elements. Like we did it. And so now I'm taking accountability for my actions and not doing enough research. And I'm going to do 75, 75 hard, how it was meant to be done. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's going to be hard. I think I just had the mindset that like it, I needed to do it in a way that wasn't that hard. Right. You know what I mean? Like, cause we love everything so cushiony in all of our lives now. We all just run from adversity all the time. Second something gets hard we're like, I'm out. I don't want to do it, but the way to build your confidence is to do hard things. Yeah. You don't gain confidence from having everything be easy and cushiony all the time. Absolutely. Trying new things, accomplishing new goals, keep moving forward. Self-evaluating. Yeah. Journaling, looking back at what you journaled previously. Are you moving forward? All that kind of stuff. Love it. But we could just keep going. Because Karen and I, you know, we haven't talked in like a month. I we know. just have so much to say. say. I think the last thing I want to say, you were like kind of saying this in, in the middle of the episode. And I wanted to kind of re- rewrap it up and reevaluate. But if you are not living a confident life, you're literally letting time pass you. You're letting your life slip away because when you're not confident, maybe you're not saying yes to everything. Maybe you're not saying yes to like a really cool party or opportunity because you're scared of what could happen or you're scared what people are going to think about you. So 
hopefully with this these tips, you can think more about why you're feeling not confident, why you're feeling like you are lacking and realize that you are enough. You're worthy. You deserve to be heard. And yeah, you deserve to feel confident inside and out. Love that. I don't know. Way to end with a kind heart. I don't know if that made Paris any sense. Was here with her kind heart. No, it was great. Anything else Love you want to say? Nope. I, I hogged the mic this episode and I apologize. No, that was good. I think... Like I said, check out your badass if you like really want to dive more into this because this is kind of just like us giving our own perspective, not really like, you know, being able to coach you through it. Because I feel like if you are someone who wants to be more confident, that takes a lot of coaching and again, being self-aware. So check out that book. I'm trying to think what else. Any other tips? Follow Michaela and listen to Michaela. Mm-hmm. So her um, podcast is Mindset, Magic, and Manifestation. Mm-hmm. And... We had Michaela on episode 14. Gosh. I don't know. I'm guessing. Let me look. Um, but she's just a very confident person and carries herself well. And it really comes a lot back to like manifestations. So if you are open to spirituality and an awakening, definitely check out her content. Yes. She's episode 14. Episode so go check that out and go give her a follow. Yeah. And maybe we'll slap together a little list to put on the stories when this episode comes out and we'll save it in the highlight of all. And, you know, we always got things in the show notes too. Yeah, check out the show notes. We'll link some good books to check out. But yeah, I feel pretty good about this one. Hopefully we give you guys some good nuggets. And it resonates and you can take this into your next week and have a kick-ass last summer. Yeah, and hot girl summer, summer, being hot and being confident. We love that. You know how hag was the thing? Have yeah, have a great a summer. Great summer. It's like hot something girl summer. I know. It's it like could still be hag. It's like H-I-H-G-S. Yeah. Have a hot girl I know. summer. I've literally Hags. thought that same thing. I'm like, why is no one saying hags for hot girl summer? Like you literally just add another H. It's fine. You could be saying this. Love I it. love that. Hags. All right. Hags, everybody. <laughs> we'll catch you guys on another episode. Peace out. <laughs> Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to another episode of Already Friends. It means the world to us that you are listening, liking, subscribing, and following us on Instagram. We are really trying to build up our rating in Apple Podcasts. So if you could leave a review, we are a review and a rating. We are doing a giveaway at the end of the year for AirPod Pros. So Kara is going to tell you how you can enter that giveaway. Yes. So to be entered into this giveaway, you need to leave a five-star rating and review on the Apple Podcast app. Go ahead and click five-star, write a little snippet about what you're enjoying about the podcast, and then screenshot that and send it to our Instagram at We're Already Friends. That way you'll be entered. We'll see it. And yeah, we're doing the drawing at the end of the year. So again, thank you for your support. It really means the world to us and it lets us keep doing what we're doing. Yes. Thank you guys so much. We'll catch you next time.